It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Washington football team, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On Washington football with your hosts of the Locked On Washington football team podcast, David Harrison and Chris Russell. Apparently being gone two days is maybe a little rusty on the intro, Chris. Uh, welcome to all of our listeners, old listeners, returning listeners, and new listeners, of course. We want to thank you all for supporting the show and for listening in to us, whether it's your first day this week, your first day ever, or your third day this week. We greatly appreciate all of you. Please, if you haven't already, click the subscribe button, rate, and review the show. It'll help other fans of the team find us just like you did when we are not hosting this show. You can find Chris over the Team 980 Monday through Friday, 3 to 7 p.m. Eastern, talking all things Washington sports. And you can also find that on the Odyssey app. And you can also find Chris covering the Washington football team for SI.com. Find me covering the Tampa Bay Buccaneers over the Locked on Bucks podcast and for SB Nation at BucksNation.com. Find Chris on Twitter at WrestleMania621. Find me at DHarrison82. Find the show at LockedWFTPod. Before we get into our first story of the day, I got to give a huge shout out to my partner in crime, my co-host Chris, uh, for covering down for me for the last two days so I can enjoy the Easter weekend and my wedding anniversary with my wife and my beautiful children. So I appreciate that from you, Chris. Looking forward to getting back rolling, though. Happy anniversary, my friend. I hope you uh, had a good time and a good Easter and we missed you. Um, but, you know, uh, as as you have allowed me uh, since we uh, became the mega powers here on the Locked on Washington football team podcast to spend time with my kids and whatever. And uh, we'll be working, you know, somewhat individually from time to time over the summer, just giving each other a little spell. Uh, I'm, I'm hoping you had a good time and uh, uh, hoping uh that you got to recharge the batteries a little bit as we head into uh, the the bulk of April and what's going to be certainly a very, very, very busy next month. Absolutely. Absolutely did. Looking forward to getting back into NFL draft talk. And of course, with NFL draft talk is going to come NFL draft trade talk. And that was the talk of good morning football. And apparently Peter Schrager thinks that this Washington football team franchise should be involved in what would be a very interesting deal indeed. What that trade does for Carolina, and we haven't hit it yet, is that it provides optionality for them, too, because they still have the eighth overall pick. Mm -hmm. They still have a pick in the 30s. If they wanted to take a quarterback at eight, I know you'd say, oh, my God, here we go again for Darnold. (laughs) They could. If they really loved Trey Lance and they were worried that they weren't going to be able to get Trey Lance Mm -hmm. and they said, for $11 million, we get Sam Darnold, let's get Sam Darnold so we have him in our back pocket, Mm. and Trey Lance slips or or Justin Fields slips, like – Optionality is huge, and they're paying Sam Darnold $11.5 million. They're not paying him $40 million. It's not a slam dunk that they still don't go quarterback. But I would look at the four pick in the draft as now the most fascinating. I would think one, two, three is quarterback, 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 and I don't know who those quarterbacks are, but at four, the Atlanta Falcons Mm. sit there in a very interesting situation. They just committed to Matt Ryan at least for this year. So they still could take a quarterback of the future and Ryan could do a whole Mahomes and Alex Smith type deal with a young guy. Or Or they take a weapon. They take a Kyle Pitts or a Jamar Chase. I don't think any defensive players are worthy of the fourth overall pick, so I don't think they go that way. Or they trade back. Mm -hmm. And and that's where I think it's really interesting, the fourth pick of the draft. So, of course, the quarterbacks Mm -hmm. are the big story, but Atlanta with a new coach and new GM, 
Could there be trade partners? And I look at those teams that still might need quarterbacks. The Denver Broncos. I, I don't know if they're 100% in on Drew Locke. I know they made calls about Matthew Stafford. And I don't know if there's going to be a quarterback there for them at nine. Maybe they trade up to four to make sure they get one of these guys. And then you start looking at the Washington football team. Ryan Fitzpatrick's a great quarterback for next year. But is that the long-term answer? Is yeah. Heineke? I don't know. What New England? And then I look at New England. New England doesn't ever want to be at 15 again. Like, that is as, as high a pick they want, but it's not high enough to get a quarterback in yeah. this draft. Is this the year? For year after year, like I knew they loved Baker Mayfield a couple years ago. Like, mm -hmm. they went and they, they really loved They weren't going to trade the farm to get up mm -hmm. to number one. I think they really might have liked Tua last year. They weren't going to trade the farm to get to number five. Is this the year they trade the farm and say, here, take the next year's first-round pick. Take the year after that. And they move up to four to get Fields or Lance or Mac Jones, whoever yeah. falls. Mm -hmm. New England, to me, is a really interesting shark in the waters right now because they're not supposed to be drafting 15th overall. Mm -hmm. Here they are. Is this the year they pounce and go up and get one of the... All right. So out of that, I mean, that's a lot of words from Peter Schrager. I, I, I don't know how much of that is just reporting or opinionizing or... Uh, analyzing. I think it's more of the latter, David. Um, so my question to you is when Schrager throws Washington in there and realizing what it would cost to go from 19 to four, before we even debate anything else, 19 to four, that's a pretty epic jump, right? That's a lot of compensation that you're going to have to come up with. Does that even interest you 19 to four? No, not at all. Cause there are only two reasons to make that kind of a trade for a quarterback and that is to sell tickets or to win games and only one of those things helps you do the other you're not going to draft a quarterback and sell tickets and then win games because of that but if you win games you will sell tickets so if you're not a team that's in a position to start winning games because you're installing that tight end or that tight end that quarterback then you have you're only doing this to sell tickets and to me that's the wrong reason to to trade up for a quarterback and especially when you're talking about trading up for the fourth quarterback like if you're talking about the first quarterback in this class going at pick number four then maybe it's a little bit of a different conversation but honestly if you're talking about the top quarterback in this class going at pick number four they're not that good of a quarterback to begin with because pretty much any quarterback that NFL experts, quote unquote, whether you're in the media or in the in the offices, uh, you know, in the 32 teams, if they think you could be a franchise quarterback, you're going to be a top guy. And when you look at this year's NFL draft, you know, if, if you trade into that number four spot for the Atlanta Falcons, you're mortgaging your future to draft the fourth best quarterback. That's how you have to go into this thinking about you can't think, well, maybe somebody surprises us and doesn't take a quarter. No, you are going into this saying we're drafting the fourth best quarterback in this class and we're trading the farm to do it the last three nfl drafts the fourth quarterbacks taken josh rosen drew lock and jordan love i'm not mortgaging my future for any of those three guys so for me for washington to do this would be incredibly reckless i'm not gonna say stupid but incredibly reckless and a very very highly or a very very high probability of failing yeah i i agree with you i mean i would never move up that far uh not only for what you mentioned uh but just again the compensation required now i mean i suppose you could say well you know terry fondo is the new general manager he's looking for as many picks as you can of course old pal kyle smith is advising him and working uh, in that front office i know kyle is working hard uh, on the draft as he always does so they want as probably as many picks as they possibly can so i certainly get it from atlanta's perspective uh if they're not going to draft the heir apparent for matt ryan 
Uh, and if they can move down, even if it's still in the top 10, certainly that makes all the sense in the world. From a Washington perspective, again, doesn't make a whole lot of sense for me. From a quarterback perspective, as you just alluded to, uh, you're looking at however the top three go. We, we're pretty sure, especially with the Darnold trade uh, and certainly with the San Francisco trade, that three quarterbacks are going to go. So like you said, you're already on quarterback four. Now, maybe it's not a true quarterback four. It could be your quarterback two. I don't know. Um, but even if your quarterback two was there at number four, if that makes sense, right? If you love Trey Lance and he's there at number four and you're and and, and the Falcons are on the clock, or maybe you worked out something saying, hey, you know, like if, if this guy's there, you know, we'd be interested, call us, you know, that type of thing. I would be really, 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 really bothered. I got to be honest with you, if that's what they did, right? If if they took that kind of gamble after Fitzpatrick, after re-signing Taylor Heineke, after re-signing Kyle Allen, they still have Steven Montez. I'd be really aggravated. I got to be honest with you about that. All right, so that's our opening thoughts about Peter Schrager uh, in the NFL Network and his thoughts on Atlanta and whether Washington should fit in at number four. We are here for Built Bar. That's right. Built Bar has amazing flavors, including nut and non-nut flavors, all covered in chocolate. You can get yourself some cookies and cream. Uh, I had a lemon almond cheesecake over the weekend. It was good. Covered in chocolate. Yum, yum, yum. Apple almond and crisp and everything you can possibly imagine that's good about a chocolate bar without the fat and the calories. That's right. Built Bar is great for the health conscious guys. Bars are low in calories, low in sugar, high in protein, high in fiber. Great for any diet, including the keto diet. Trust us, you're going to love your Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off your next order. Use the promo code LOCKED15. That's LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, get more of the sports news you need in less time with the Locked On Today podcast. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. So, on Monday night, and we played the first two portions of it on the Tuesday episode of the Locked on Washington football team podcast, I had a chance to catch up with former Washington quarterback and NFL quarterback John Beck. Spent time with the Dolphins, the Ravens, the Washington football team, little team uh, with the Houston Texans, little time, I should say, with the Houston Texans. He's working with Justin Fields uh, and as well Zach Wilson, two of the top quarterbacks in the draft. And I asked John about the criticism that were handed down by Dan Orlovsky of ESPN when it comes to the Ohio State quarterback, Justin Fields. Why don't you take a listen? 
Justin Fields, the other top quarterback that you mentioned that could certainly and is expected to land in the top five. I know there was a bunch of criticism um, or controversy or whatever last week. I know you've already talked about it, but just for our audience, uh, there's no. is there any concern on your end about any of his work ethic issues? Is any of that even remotely fair? Where do you think that's coming from? You know, to me, there's just excitement on my end for Justin to think of a team that they get an opportunity to have him. You know, I had a chance to be around Coach Day at Ohio State when I was there for the pro day. And you can tell when you interact with coaches of a player how they feel about the player. And, you know, Coach Day just raves about Justin's work ethic, raves about who he is as a leader, raves about all those things. I know, guys, here's something that I see, right? When, when I go there to train guys for their pro days, I usually go out a day or so in advance if I can, if schedule permits. Sometimes I get there the night before. But you get an opportunity to be around them with their teammates from that year. I've been doing this enough. You can tell, do his teammates respect him? Do his teammates follow him? Did he earn their trust by the way he worked and the way that he played? Like Justin, like he accomplished all those things. His teammates, I, I could tell he had invested himself the right way. You know, I, I like, I hear the criticism out there because I have to do interviews like this, right? I get questions asked to me, hey, there's this criticism, there's that criticism, right? First off, any player when you watch their tape has room to grow. That's just a gimme, no matter who you watch. So, you know, the, like the people that like want to scout, it's their job to pick holes and to poke holes at people so that they know that if they draft that player where they need to improve. That's any player, right? Can every player that I've ever helped through this process improve in areas like decision-making? Yes. There's always times you turn on the tape and you go, hey, you forced that, didn't you? Or, hey, how, how about getting through a read quicker? Hey, you hung on that, didn't you? Yes. Right. To me, when I'm around Justin, it's only excitement because I see somebody that works hard. I see somebody that loves football. I see somebody who's smart. When he's telling me the stuff that he's doing in the box, when he's telling me the game plan and the information that he's holding on to, I'm excited for where he can grow to. Of course, there's plays when I watch it with him and I say, hey, if I don't know what you guys are doing and I'm an evaluator and I watch this away from you, I'm going to write the note down saying, how come the ball's not going here a little bit quicker? But when I get a chance to sit with Justin and I say, okay, now you know from an evaluator standpoint not being with you. Now I want to hear what's going on. When you hear what's going on, you see the way they had things set up, the way that they were trying to attack something, and him giving his guys an opportunity. He trusts his guys a lot, and he's going to give them opportunities to win. So the reason I use excitement is because I see a smart player who's willing to dedicate himself, who's going to put the time in. If you give those type of guys the information to help them succeed, they're going to grab hold of it. And he's extremely talented. So whoever gets him, there's a lot of pieces to work with there. Um, so there's been a lot of talk about, you know, with Kyle and San Francisco moving up to number three. And you played, obviously, for Kyle and know that offense very well. Is there a quarterback or more than just one quarterback, I assume, that you think is, is a great fit in, say, San Francisco's system where you're going to ask the quarterback to boot uh, a lot and, and not just sit as, as a, I guess, a sitting duck in a pocket? Is it is it just Justin? Is it um, is it other guys that maybe you're not working with? How do you kind of read all that out? Well, it's easy to see somebody with athleticism like Justin and say, wow, this fits Kyle's offense great because mm -hmm. of how much they want to get on the edge in the keeper game, right? But you look at when Kyle went to the Super Bowl with Matt Ryan, right? Uh, that would not be somebody that somebody's going to say, right. oh, wow, he's just going to go run away from everybody, right? But it works because of the system. Back when Kyle was in Houston with Matt Schaub, uh, I, I want to say Kyle's first year as the offensive coordinator there, they led the league in passing yards. Yep. Well, Matt Schaub and Justin Fields, you know, they're like, they're different, but 
it works within the offense because it's set up through the run game. So I look at a lot of guys that could be a great fit, right? I mean, it's easy to sit off the top of your head and just say, oh, well, Zach and Justin, two really good athletes, great, right? But you got Trey Lance, you got Mac Jones, you have those guys that fit. Quite frankly, the offense can help a guy fit when the offense is doing good things. When the offense runs the ball, that guy behind center is going to fit it because it sets up the play pass game. And quarterbacks like the play pass game because those reads are basically set. You're not having to get up at the line of scrimmage, identify a coverage pre and post snap, and then adjust where you start with your read based off what the defense is giving you. You're going play pass where there's almost like a set progression. It's very much like what you see NFL teams doing now where they're going more to these pure progression reads because they want their quarterbacks to actually try to see less play fast and know what's going to take you from one to two. Well, the keeper mm -hmm. game is very much like that. Hey, when we get on the edge, we want to go flat to over to come back. Or, hey, when we get on the edge and we're going to get a safety cut, now we can take a shot. See how much simpler and faster that can happen? So when things are going good, a lot of quarterbacks fit. The issue now is what happens when the run game isn't working as good. That's when then you could say the athleticism of a Justin Fields, a Zach Wilson, those type guys, when things break down. And again, I can say that's any offense. Any coordinator loves that when his protection doesn't hold up or when his play isn't working, do I have somebody that can go make a play? John Beck with us here on the Locked on Washington football team podcast. Uh, it's train3dqb.com, correct? Yeah, that's it. Just want to make sure that we point everybody in the right direction to see what John and his team are working on. Obviously, a lot of good stuff. All right, great stuff there from Chris, uh, yourself, and John Beck talking about Justin Fields specifically there, but really uh, the entire interview uh, playing throughout the week. So uh, good stuff there. I mean, versatility, right? Versatility is going to be the key to a lot of NFL schemes and a lot of a lot of players that they're looking for. You look at guys like Hassan Reddick back when they came out of the NFL draft, speaking of the Carolina Panthers who are coming up here in a minute. Versatility is the key with a, with a league that is – uh, forever adapting and creating and every year a team is coming up with a new wrinkle the more versatility you have on your roster the better which makes Justin Fields guys like Justin Fields a very attractive offer or a very attractive possibility for every team including the New York Jets who now seem to have paved the way for them to select their next quarterback of the future uh, I'm putting that in air quotes for some reason even though podcast you can't see me doing that uh, and if you think Justin Fields is the guy going to the New York Jets, you're going to have an opportunity to put your money where your thoughts are or your mouth is if you're actually speaking that into reality by going to betonline.ag, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action with the NFL draft coming. There are going to be prop bets coming up but beyond that there's still nba action hockey is going on baseball has gotten underway and there's even awards tv shows and reality tv and betonline.ag has all the updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine it's the best way to place your bets and it's free to sign up using your computer go to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and you'll receive a 50 percent welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use the promo code locked on against promo code locked on at betonline.ag to get a 50 percent welcome bonus on your first deposit Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.
It's April and the Locked On NFL Network of Podcasts is shifting into draft mode. April 19th through the 26th, tune in to the Ultimate Mock Draft 2021 featuring analysis from NFL experts Michael Irvin, Brian Baldinger, and Michael Lombardi. Stay tuned for more info about where you can find the Ultimate Mock Draft 2021 presented by Odyssey and the Locked On Podcast Network. All right, along with David Harrison, I'm Chris Russell. Good to have you with us right here on the Locked On Washington football team podcast. And David, you mentioned briefly the Carolina Panthers at the end of our last segment. So, of course, uh, it's been a while since you and I have been together. We've kind of both been doing the show separately. So we haven't had a chance really to talk much, even in the buildup to Monday, about the Sam Darnold situation. Uh, and we pretty much, you know, had talked about, of course, this closing the door on the Washington football team. But a lot of people still we're kind of wondering, okay, would the Washington football team pull the trigger and try and do something with Sam Darnold? And, and again, I don't think either one of us really, really, really believe that, especially once Ryan Fitzpatrick was in the fold. But then Monday we find out that the Jets did find a trade partner, right? The Carolina Panthers. Panthers weren't able to get Deshaun Watson. That's a blessing in disguise. Panthers weren't able to get a big-name quarterback. Maybe that's a blessing. Maybe that's not. They ultimately get Sam Darnold for a sixth-round pick this year, a second and a fourth next year. Before we talk about the fallout and how it does possibly relate to the Washington football team, what did you make of the deal, Darnold, from the Jets to the Panthers? Uh, I think it's a reach, and I think it's a panic move by the Carolina Panthers. I think that uh, when you're talking about quarterbacks, there's a difference between the guy and a guy, and I think the Carolina Panthers absolutely went out for a guy instead of getting the guy i mean in, in the beginning you know trying to get a guy like matt stafford trying to get a guy like deshaun watson even though deshaun watson is definitely more dynamic than matt stafford is matt stafford either one of those two guys you could say all right the carolina panthers going after their guy the guy that they think they can lead the team into the next decade of football in deshaun watson's uh, case of course obviously before all the scandal and stuff uh, started going on and then in matt stafford's okay maybe the next handful of seasons but it kind of gives you a quarterback that can take you into your near future as you continue to build your team now what they've done is they've they've it, the first option's gone second option's gone russell wilson you know i mean the seahawks then closed the door on that before carolina probably even got the phone uh, the phone call out to out to uh to the pacific northwest so now we're gonna go to our fourth option here we are talking about the fourth quarterback again and a guy like Sam Darnold, and according to the last reports I saw, which I don't know how confirmed they are or solid they are, really there were no other suitors. Like there really weren't a whole lot of teams calling down, you know, beating down the New York Jets' door, uh, trying to trying to get Sam Darnold, you know, pry them from their fingers. And here the Carolina Panthers are. Now they're going to unseat Teddy Bridgewater. That's the assumption, right? They're looking for a trade partner for Teddy Bridgewater to bring in Sam Darnold. And really, you're just you're just you're you're not, you're firing Peter to pay to hire Paul. I don't know to 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 kind of use another saying out there to me you're not getting any better like sam darnold doesn't do anything from a dynamic standpoint uh you know he doesn't bring a, a variety to the quarterback position that teddy bridgewater doesn't already bring in fact if anything teddy bridgewater is about to bring a second year in your system to the field in 2021 whereas sam darnold now is going to come in he's going to completely relearn your scheme i mean the best thing you have for sam darnold is what We've seen him play with Robbie Anderson back in New York, right? Well, that didn't go so well or else he wouldn't have been on the trade block. You know what I mean? So if if Robbie Anderson and Sam Darnold were the answer for a franchise, it would have already been an answer for a franchise because the New York Jets already had him. The Carolina Panthers have gotten worse this offseason, losing guys like Curtis Samuel. They brought in some good players, but they haven't really gotten better. Hassan Reddick is a little bit of an upgrade in their defense, but not enough. I think the Carolina Panthers would have been a much better serve keeping Teddy Bridgewater. You're already paying him. Uh, you're not going to have a very easy time finding a trade partner for him if you find one at all. Keep him as your bridge quarterback, which everybody expected him to be anyway when you signed him. 
Don't now go out here. Now you have a quarterback on a first-round contract that you're going to be paying. Use some money. Use some draft capital. If you really want to execute a trade, go get a defender. Go get a J.J. Watt. Go get a William Jackson the third. Go get defenders to give your quarterback some guys on the other side of the ball because the criticism on Teddy Bridgewater is what? When the game was on the line during the season, a lot of times he came up short. Well, if your defense is keeping points off the board on the other side, your quarterback won't be in that situation. Sam Darnold is about to be in that exact same situation. He also has a proven track record of not doing well there. So again, the Carolina Panthers, they're just, they're shuffling a lot of cards around, but they're staying very even. If not, they're going in the hole. All right, so that leads us, and you mentioned a couple of times, hard time probably trying to deal. And by the way, I agree with you uh, completely, although I, I, I must admit I forgot about the whole Robbie Anderson uh, connection with Darnold, so maybe that works out better than I'm thinking. So that was a really good point by you. But I ask you this then. You mentioned Bridgewater trade, how difficult it's going to be. to. I mean, I can't imagine a team picks up his salary. I, maybe I'm wrong uh, via a trade. Um, so ultimately I think they have to cut him. Um, but like in the athletic Joe Pearson wrote about it Matt Miller who does NFL draft scout and also does some stuff for ESPN both of them said the Washington football team should be in on Teddy Bridgewater to that your answer is no um you already have a bridge quarterback I mean it's I like Teddy Bridgewater a lot I was actually an advocate of the Buccaneers potentially bringing him in before Tom Brady became an actual reality like a possibility that actually could happen Uh, I was a big advocate of Teddy Bridgewater wait a second you mean the Buccaneers signed Tom Brady and won a Super Bowl what what they did absolutely they did did do that I missed that Uh, that. unless Ron Rivera feels like Teddy Bridgewater could become their franchise quarterback because he is still young enough that he could actually become a franchise quarterback for a team for you know for for a good amount of year the better part of it decade unless you feel like there's that kind of juice in Teddy which I just honestly don't believe there's that kind of juice and he's a bridge quarterback he's going to be the guy that's in the place until you get the guy and you already have that in Ryan Fitzpatrick you already have that in potentially Taylor Heineke if he develops into a, a potential quality starter in the National Football League so you're already so again if you if you bring in Teddy Bridgewater all you're really doing is, is stressing out your quarterback room even more than it already is with the competition right now it's at a healthy competition level I think Ryan Fitzpatrick is looking forward to coming in and competing against a young upstart guy that's out to prove himself you know what I mean and the young upstart guy is looking forward to coming in and learning from the grizzled veteran but also competing against him and earning his respect you know what I mean and like like the movie moment where the young kid runs on the field and the veteran is clapping for him like he's his father like it's really set up for kind of a Disney moment right now you bring Teddy Bridgewater in and now you just have a three-way battle of, of just negativity that could potentially build up and either way you're gonna have two guys that lost when they didn't even feel like they're really in the race to begin with if I'm Washington you're already doing well like you're already doing well you don't need to overextend and, and trade up for the fourth round pick to get the fourth best quarterback to get the next Josh Rosen and you don't need to bring in another veteran name like Teddy Bridgewater either in trade or in free agency if Carolina's forced to cut him I think you're good where you're at if you want to add a Kyle Trask or a Kellen Mond or a Jamie Newman or something in the draft this year, fine. If you don't and you want to build the rest of your your building around your quarterback right now this year in the draft and then go up and maybe draft a guy next year or trade trade all in when you have a better roster to get your guy next year, that's a much better avenue to take in my opinion. You know, I, I was just looking up while you were uh, while you were ch- chatting and pontificating, and it was very smart, by the way. I was not ignoring you. I just want to be clear. But uh, the Bridgewater contract's even worse than I thought. 
I mean, his base salary for 2021, David, is 17 million, of which 10 million of it is guaranteed. Uh, and and his, I mean, his cap number for the Carolina Panthers is like 22 plus. Now, an acquiring team would not have to pay all of that, but unless the Carolina Panthers were willing to eat a good portion of his 2021 base salary, you would have to take on a. $17 million, uh, you know, cap hit. I mean, it makes no sense at all. So either Teddy Bridgewater staying because they signed a bad contract, whether they admit to it or not, either he's staying or he's getting cut. I don't see any way Teddy Bridgewater uh, gets traded. Darnold was easy to trade because he wasn't making any money in year four of his contract, relatively speaking. I, I don't, you know, it was just like a couple of million dollars or, or, or whatever it was. So, I mean, they're not, you know, they have an issue, Carolina, moving forward in year five if things work out with Darnold. For now, for this year, whew, They've got a situation with both of these guys, and maybe they let both of them battle it out. Who knows? Uh, along with P.J. Walker, and you know, I don't know what that means for Will Greer. And the reason why we kind of pay so much attention to this is because Washington will be in Carolina at a point to uh, be determined in the 2021 season. All right, so that's going to do it for us right here on today's edition of the Locked on Washington football team podcast. David, it's great to have you back. Look forward to the rest of the week with you. We will have more from John Beck, including his thoughts on Kyle Trask and KJ Costello, two other quarterbacks that he's working to that could be of interest to the Washington football team, plus some stories from his days with Donovan McNabb, Rex Grossman, and the rest of the boys in Washington. So we will have all of that throughout this upcoming week. Thanks to you for listening, downloading, subscribing, rating, reviewing, sharing, and basically spreading the word. We need you just as much, hopefully, as you need us. Again, good to have David Harrison back. Thanks to John Beck for his time. Thanks to you for listening. I'm Chris Russell. This is the Locked on Washington football team podcast. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.